You're listening to a podcast of Master Your Finances with me, Kurt Baker, a certified financial planner professional. Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. on 1077thebronc.com. The financial views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests on this program do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of 1077 The Bronx, Rye University, or Certified Wealth Management and Investment. The material discussed is not designed to provide listeners with individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. Planning your financial future does not have to be overwhelming. 1077 The Bronx presents Master Your Finances with Kurt Baker, a certified financial planner professional with Certified Wealth Management and Investment. For the next 60 minutes, Kurt and his expert team of financial guests will help to decipher financial terms, navigate market trends, interpret federal and state regulations, and more. So you can make smart decisions with your money to increase your personal wealth. Missed an episode? Go to 1077thebronc.com and Apple iTunes to download and listen to previous shows. Just look up Master Your Finances. Master Your Finances is underwritten by Certified Wealth Management and Investment, focusing on personal financial and small business planning. For more information about all of Certified Wealth Management and Investment services online, it's cwmi.us. Now here's Kurt Baker with this week's edition of Master Your Finances. Good morning and welcome back to another edition of Master Your Finances presented by Certified Wealth Management and Investment. I'm Kurt Baker, a certified financial planner professional hosting your show. My office is located here in Princeton, New Jersey. I can be reached through our website, which is www.cwmi.us, or you can call me directly at 609-716-4700. Today we have quite a special treat. We have not only our largest group, but our youngest group of people here today. And I will explain here shortly with us uh, are Joey Hudica, the CLO, and Heidi Hudica, CFO, Laura Hudica, CHO, and Joe Hudica, President and CEO of Fizzy Labs. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. And first, I'll give you a little background on each of them. Um, Joey is a global accomplished young innovator and entrepreneur, began his career when he was five years old, combining his love of strategy games like checkers and sports like hockey, creating the game he named Pucks. Get that right? Hopefully. Yes. When smartphones hit the scene, as Joey turned seven years old, he was inspired to transform his board game into a video game, becoming the world's youngest app entrepreneur, achieving sales and downloads in more than 60 countries that year. Today, Joey has his sibling, Heidi, have joined uh, Innovative Forces Forces delivering interactive learning games and resources that teach the fundamentals of innovation and entrepreneurship from the classroom to the boardroom, uh, proving that creativity is our strongest professional asset in life. And Heidi began her innovation uh, adventure when she was just four years old, creating a fashion clothing line for her 18-inch doll collection, desiring them to enjoy a truly unique experience, unlike the clothes everyone else was buying in the stores. Heidi quickly became an expert in design, developing a unique ability to inspire creative experiences that her clients would truly love to be part of. When Heidi realized how much she was learning about the power of her creativity, she teamed up with her sibling Joey to create Launch, an interactive board game designed to teach grade schoolers the vocabulary and fundamentals of an entrepreneurship. This team also created Outa, this uh, world an accelerated innovation board game challenge uh, that teaches innovation, collaboration, and communication in a fast, fun way. It was these special moments that sparked their own launch of Fizzy Labs, and today through a strategic partnership supporting NASA's education goals, these launch 
Party fun and learning events are becoming a national competition series. Uh, and with us also are their parents. The first is Laura Budica, who leverages her artistic passion and talents to transform experiences for corporate clients, transforming their identity and operations through the creation of custom software solutions. Laura is also an accomplished, award-winning artist, currently inspired by things lost and found and nature itself. Combining seemingly random elements to find an otherwise unseen beauty is truly at the core of everything Laura accomplishes, both professionally and uh, personally. Laura is continually inspired to learn as well as teach, and empowering Joey and Heidi to achieve their innovation education mission is both a legacy worth dreaming about and actuality being lived, which is truly what life is all about. And last but not least would be the Joseph, who's the father, and he is a U.S. Managing Director of NeuroRed, Neuro the uh, leading global trade and logistics solution in the uh, Salesforce.com um, app exchange, recognized by CIO Applications as a top 25 logistics technology uh, solution provider. Clients leverage NeuroRed to manage more than $3 billion in shipments annually. Budica uh, also serves on Ryder University's uh, Center for an Entrepreneurship Advisory Board in the School of Business Administration, where he also earned his MBA. Budica is a 25-year veteran of the supply chain industry and internationally recognized as both a published author and speaker on business process reengineering, business intelligence, and technological innovation for fun. For fun? How do you have time for fun? <laughs> of course, your job is fun, right? He volunteers with his wife, uh, Laura, and children, uh, Joey and Heidi, teaching people to transform their creativity into their greatest professional asset through these volunteer efforts as family, figure out how to uh, gamify the teaching of innovation and launch PhysiLabs LLC, which accelerates innovation uh, for all organizations from classrooms to boardroom grades. I think I'm seeing a little bit of a theme here uh, <laughs> throughout all of this. I think it's fantastic. One, you've got your whole family involved in this, very, very young. I assume you guys enjoy this, so you found your passion really young, and you, you turned it into a business. Of course. Nothing better than, than having your business be your passion. That's of course. what we all see. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, so tell us, the, I'm going to start with you guys, since you guys look like you're raring to go. So Joe, you want to tell us maybe first, like, what first kind of sparked this whole thing? Just kind of tell us that moment when you kind of realize that maybe this is not just playing, this might be a little more than playing, and then the, how your parents responded to that. Okay, so... I originally started out, I think that's that would be a good place to start. I originally started out like what my bio said when I was five years old. I came home for hockey practice one day, right? And I was playing with these hockey trading cards, just throwing them against each other. And eventually, after as the weeks went by, it separated into two separate teams and it formally into an actual game. So I think that spark actually came when um, I asked my parents, hey, can we turn this into an app, right? Um, because I saw these iPhones, right? And they looked a lot like an ice rink. And I said, hey, maybe this could actually turn into something other than just a game that me and my parents play together. Maybe it could be something that other people can play on their phones every day. So That's interesting. Because iPhones had basically just come out. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was like, you know, it was a little brick nobody understood. Everybody had a flip phone. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that or not. Maybe I that, right? <laughs> so this, this idea that you had this, like, basically a small television set in your pocket that could make a phone call was really kind of brand new. None of us really knew it. Well, mm -hmm. none of us. Many of us didn't really know what to do with it. Like, well, I just want to make a phone call. Yeah. Right. But I got this thing that they tell me does other stuff, but I have no idea what that means. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's like I didn't know like of like previous phones in like in the past since I was literally like just born eight years ago or eight, right. eight years before then. So I thought this was always here. 
So I was like, okay, so let's use this technology, right? That's why fresh ideas are always good because those that have been around too long, we get used to, well, that's the way we always did it. Mm -hmm. For you, this is the way we always did it because we just started doing it, right? Exactly. So this is all, you, you have kind of a clean slate. And I like the fact that you noticed the way the phone was shaped and you identified with like a regular hockey rig. So mm -hmm. did you play any hockey at that point? Physical hockey or just the part of the... Yeah, I've been that too, right? Yeah, I was playing since three years old. So, so all right, so that was all fitting into what you've been doing. So you've been exposed to all this stuff, mm -hmm. right? So you started off things, and then you were the first to explain out. Like you were one of the first apps on the iPhone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it actually, when I was eight years old, it was released. So um, I help. I didn't create the app since I didn't know how to program back mm -hmm. then. I was more into the design oh, aspect. Why not? Of it. You're eight years old. You know <laughs> I know. Everyone <laughs> asked me that question, and I don't know why. They expect me to know Java or something. I don't know. But um, it's it was a really fun experience because we worked with a software development company in India, right? I think it was called Xcube, and we had to hop on meetings at like three in the morning. I had to get like Dunkin' Donuts culottes. <laughs> just to, so I'm just bouncing in my seat talking to them about. Um, how I want my app to be run and how I want it to be designed and through like I don't know like a three month six month process We got like a finished product and it was awesome just to have it on my on my iPod and on my parents phones To actually play it. So when you first designed this thing because it sounded like you wanted to just put it on the phone Was this like I'm, we're gonna sell this in 60 countries? What, what what I mean, what was your kind of your initial motivation? Did you immediately think oh this is gonna be a commercial success or no. I mean, what was your thought about? <laughs> let's go call these guys in India 3 a.m. And let's make an app, you know, so I don't so I'm just curious about what your real, what you thought was going to actually happen after you made this thing. To be honest, I thought just my friends would buy it. Okay. Like, at first, I didn't even think we could sell it, like put it for 99 cents. Mm -hmm. But then, um, after talking with my parents and talking with the development company, we real, I realized that it costs money to pay this developer to actually right. develop you know, like my app. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I have to price it so I could actually like um, pay them back, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So um. I didn't realize that there would be 60 countries, people from 60 countries buying my app, mm -hmm. but it was just amazing because just a little kid telling his friends that, hey, I have more countries, <laughs> people in more countries that you've ever been to are buying my app. It's just crazy. Joey, can you tell them about the next app that you created like three months later? Oh, yeah. And then uh, I believe it was in 2010 when the World Cup was going on, right? So the original app's called Pucks, right? It's the hockey app. So the second app I created is a spinoff of it called Goals, right? So it's the World Cup version. And I don't know how many sales that got, but it was like on the trending page like that. Like in the first mm -hmm. couple of days, it was on the trending page. It was crazy. Well, the concept there was Joey came to us one day and said, you know, the soccer field looks kind of similar to a hockey rink. Do you think we could just change the the surface of it? We didn't use words like skin at the time, right? Right, right. Could well, we, you think we could change the surface to be like grass instead of ice and maybe put the teams of the World Cup in since that's a big event that's about to happen? And so we went back and what we call it productive play, our family time when we explore ideas like that. So we right. went and played a little while. And within a little bit of time, he releases goals and that was to the tune of nearly 1,000 sales on day one of the launch. Mm, wow. So, like, that blew away. And he already had amazing experiences with pucks. But because he looked at an asset he had already created, saw right. an idea how to leverage it in a new way, he ended up shattering his own personal goals, you yeah. know, in, in terms of sales off of that. One yeah. of the cutest stories is Joseph sitting behind the desk with, with Joe, his dad, researching all the national anthems 
So every time you get a goal, the national anthem would come up for that country. And it was just so precious because, you know, a lot of countries have different sounds. And it was, oh, yeah, very much. It yeah. was just really great. It was a great experience. Cool. So you learn more than just a little bit about soccer. You learn all the national mm-hmm. anthems, right? So can, yeah. you, can you sing them all now? Uh, no, <laughs> not yet. That's great. Well, we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll be back and. We got definitely a lot to talk about, so be right back. We are talking finances, so you can make informed choices for a better financial future. Missed an episode? Go to 1077thebronc.com and Apple iTunes to download and listen to previous shows. Just look up Master Your Finances. Now back to Master Your Finances with Kurt Baker, a certified financial planner professional with certified wealth management and investment. Exclusively on 1077 The Bronc and 1077thebronc.com. Uh, welcome back. You're listening to Master Your Finances. We have the Hudica family here, uh, Joey, Heidi, Laura, and Joe. And we were talking in the, in the first segment, just a little introduction. Plus, we talked about how um, Joey was uh, instrumental in creating one of the first apps for the iPhone, which is really cool. It's now in 60 countries. Um, and you had a little bit of help from India. They kind of did the back end for you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, you were the creative guy. You kind of held to your... Um, uh, your expertise and your parents encourage you along, which is fantastic. But we also have another great entrepreneur here. We want to talk about Heidi and what you did and how you got started. So just like Joey, what was when did you first realize, what, what were you doing when you, this all started to happen? Can you tell us the story? Yeah. So um, I was playing with my American Girl dolls, and every year we go to New York City for my birthday, and we go shopping at the American Girl doll store. And um, I always see all the outfits they have, but I never really like um, how this shirt went with this skirt. So when I got back home, I decided to make my own outfits for my American Girl dolls. And it was hard to um, sew, so I did not know how to sew. My mom didn't know how to sew, so I had to go on YouTube, learn how to sew when I was like four. (laughs) You're learning how to sew when you're four? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Wow. On a sewing machine. On a real sewing machine? On a real sewing I hope you didn't have to do have the pedals on the bottom. That's the one I remember. We had to have little pedals on the bottom. You probably couldn't reach the pedals. I hope it plugged in. Did it plug in? Um, yes. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, I hope, plugged in. I hope so. That <laughs> would be a challenge. So you, so you, wait a minute. Now, so you're, you're four years old. You, you wanted to create some dresses because you didn't really like the American Girl, which is like where all the young girls go. My daughter loved that place. It was like. And it was a little expensive, by the way. So that you're probably helping your parents out from that perspective. So you brought it home. That was brilliant. Thank you, Heidi. <laughs> yeah, so you're I don't know if you realize that, but you're saving them a lot of money, too. So you, but you go, I, I, I like, the, I want to do a little differently because you didn't like the way they matched, right? Mm-hmm. And But then you then you decide you know how to sew, and you knew to go to YouTube to learn how to sew back then? Yeah. That's amazing. So so what did you do to, how did you learn? Did you, like, did you learn, did you know how to search at all? At four years, you're four years old, right, at this time? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I, I, I know, I have trouble searching on YouTube a lot of times. So you, so you search? You did your yeah. little search? Wow. So did you, and so can you tell me about that? So they, uh, so did you, what did you do, watch the YouTube and then go over to the machine? Or how did you do yeah, all that? Yeah, so I watched the, I watched the video and then I did practices on scrap fabric. Mm-hmm. And then when I felt like, okay, I got this, I'm not going to sew my finger. I went on the. S- <laughs> That's a good thing. I did my um, actual design that I wanted to, like my the actual clothing. Okay, so you did. So how many designs so, did you start off with? Well, yeah. I just yeah. want to interrupt. Sure. Like Heidi's four, so she right. had to learn to measure. So ah. that was something else she had to look up. Like, how do I use a ruler? What are measurements? What's one and, and three fourths? What is that? And 
that was a whole lesson in itself that she had to teach her to teach her and to teach me because I'm like, what do you mean? I have to put like an inch. I don't understand this. So she's like, Mom, yeah. let's watch the video. And I don't sew either, but from what I understand, that sewing clothes for an 18 inch doll is actually harder than sewing like real people's clothes, like like because it's a tiny, your tiny little yeah. things there, right? Yeah. And no patterns. So she did not have a pattern. Now there's tons of patterns that she can go online and look for it, but she had to design it all herself. So how did you do the pattern? Did you draw these out, or how did you do all that? Yeah, so um, for I think it was either for Christmas or for my birthday, I got this little design thing. So it had these little mannequins, and I could just draw my designs on them. Mm -hmm. And then I showed my mom. We went to the fabric store. I got the fabrics I needed, and I came home, and I made it. Okay, so now you started making this. So what happened then? So you, these were just for you then, correct? Uh, no. No. At first, it started off for just for me, but then my friends started seeing them and like asked if they if I could make them some, and I was like, sure. But it didn't really seem like too much for me. But then someone I didn't know asked for me to make some the outfits for their daughters for Christmas, mm -hmm. and I was like, wow, that is really big. Oh my goodness! So are you still doing this now, or what do you do? Are you still doing the dolls now? Um, not as much, but uh -huh. I still have interest in design. And okay. Still make clothing for yeah. Well, that's a great profession if because <laughs> it sounds like you're really talented. If you're talented at it, this we're always looking for good designers out there because I know people like to buy nice clothes that they like, right? Yeah. So not just for the dolls, but also for people, right? Mm -hmm. So that's amazing. Thanks. Wow. So what are you gonna do next now that you did that? So you like that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So next, I'm working on a project to um, help save the pollinators because... Save the pollinators? Okay. Because um, I've noticed that there's a decrease in the bee population oh, because yeah. everyone is using pesticides on the flowers, which is killing the bees, even though they think they're saving the flowers. Right. So I'm coming up with a solution. And oh, you are? Yeah. Well, that's really, really important. I know... I know a lot of people are concerned. I know we've changed like what we use on our yard and things now because as this becomes more, people become more aware, mm -hmm. um, as you probably know, there's a lot of things that we can do that are much more friendly, right? Yeah. So you're, you're, you're starting to talk about that. So you're trying to find solutions for that. Oh, wow. So Heidi's been working on this initiative for three years and she just won. She belongs to the Girl Scouts and she just mm -hmm. won an award for her efforts for three years of working with saving the pollinators. And the award, Heidi, is called the what? The Hoban Award. The Hoban Award. The Hoban Award. Yeah. Okay. Can you describe what you actually, the project, what it was? Can you tell us a little bit about Or no, is that, can you tell us? Well, well why don't you say all the things that you did leading up, like okay. growing the sunflowers? And okay. Yeah, so I grew, like, I don't know, 100 sunflowers? 400. 400 oh my goodness. sunflowers. 400. Wow. <laughs> I gave them out to everyone I knew so they could, and they were all organically grown. So I don't. I hope they didn't use the pesticides on them. I, I um, told them not to, but... Mm -hmm. <laughs> But so they were all organically grown, so the bees would go on there and they wouldn't get hurt. And She's been to different events where she actually teaches children um, how to um, grow their own garden. And she had eggshells. Oh, yeah. She's all this crazy thing on YouTube where you get eggshells, you put soil in it, and you put the seeds in it, and then you can grow it, and it's all organic and we had to eat how many eggs for you, Heidi? <laughs> it was a lot of eggs, like over 100 eggs. You had to eat 100. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of omelets and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but they were good. <laughs>
Yeah, eggs are great. I know use them in the like compost and stuff. I know we feed we actually feed them to our dogs, believe it or not. We we grind them up and cook them, and they're actually they add protein. I don't know what they do. They're supposed to be good for your dog too. Calcium? I don't know what they add, but probably calcium. Yeah, probably the yeah. calcium. Yeah. So it's part of part of what we feed our dogs. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah, all organic, all natural. So you help saving it, right? So I understand you guys are doing something relatively new, right? Mm-hmm. And you, and I, I came across a term, first time since I met you guys. Can you tell us this, there's a new term? Not it's not STEM, but it's STEM E. STEM E. So, so can you describe what that whole acronym means? Sure. So it's STEM, which everyone knows what STEM is: science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, right? <laughs> and the IE stands for invention and uh, entrepreneurship. So it adds. Um, like the business aspect to creating your ideas, right? Yeah, I think that's great because, I mean, you, you long hear because some these skills that we talk about that seem that people just think are natural in the United States, it's, um, they can actually be taught. Mm-hmm. People think you just like all of a sudden you become an entrepreneur. Um, but you have a pa- – entrepreneurs tend to have passion, but they don't always have the business knowledge, right? And that, that's always the, it's always the issue with entrepreneurs is like, oh, I love – I'm very creative. I like to do this. I find solutions. But once they find the solution, they're not really sure how to make that into an actual business model where they can sell their solution, right? Mm-hmm. So exactly. can you tell us a little bit about how you came up with the idea? Did you guys come up with it? Where did this come from? Is this? So we didn't come up with okay. STEMI. Okay. Um, we actually participated in the STEMI competition this year. Okay. Uh, it was a national convention. We went at, with as like independent inventors, right? And um, together we won, me and my sister, we uh, submitted our game out of this world. So how like um, the whole process works is someone create finds a problem and they have to create a solution for it, right? Um, and they go through like the different sets of prototypes, and then by the time the conventions come around, the regional conventions, the state conventions, and eventually the national conventions, depending on um, if you make it or not, right? Okay. Um, you have to make a trifold and display like each of your each of the parts of the process, like what was your problem, the solution, and everything. So. That's how like the whole thing works, and then through that we won two national awards through STEMI, and um, because we were like so amazing, they're like, okay, so since New Jersey doesn't have a STEMI coalition in New Jersey, right? Why don't you guys start it up? So we were like, sure, we'd love to do that because that's like exactly what our mission is, and to bring like innovation and entrepreneurship to as many kids as possible. So, oh, that's so, it. Yeah. so just a real quick story about STEMI. They are they have been running for 35 years. Oh, um, wow. They started in Connecticut. The Henry Ford Museum has actually took them under their umbrella. Okay. Yeah. So STEMI is now merged as part of the the Henry Ford Museum of American Innovation, and and so collectively STEMI really as a coalition. The coalition formulated mm-hmm. just three years ago over the top of a series of invention conventions that were happening in a select number of states. Um, But now you can see, you know, with the relationship between what the STEMI coalition set out to do, um, joining forces with the Henry Ford, right? Um, You now see the reach and the ability to really achieve that bigger goal they have of of reaching, um, you know, millions of students every year with this STEM plus invention plus entrepreneurship. We're definitely going to talk about that after the break. This is this is amazing. So we don't <laughs> want to end there, but but yeah, we got a break for just a few minutes. We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about what that means and how it's going to be implemented and what we're going to do about it and why it's a good thing. Be right back. We are talking finances, so you can make informed choices for a better financial future. Missed an episode? 
Go to 1077thebronc.com and Apple iTunes to download and listen to previous shows. Just look up Master Your Finances. Now back to Master Your Finances with Kurt Baker, a certified financial planner professional with certified wealth management and investment. Exclusively on 1077 The Bronc and 1077thebronc.com. Uh, welcome back. You're listening to Master Your Finance. I'm Kurt Baker, certified financial planner professional here with the Hudica family. And we've been having lots of fun here. Uh, be a creative, very creative family. Probably one of the most creative families I think I've ever seen. It's amazing. It's, you guys are all involved in this. So a lot of the creative juices are flowing. Before we had the break there, we, we were getting, we we're kind of in the middle of this, uh, this STEMI thing, which frankly, I had never heard of. I've heard of STEM, but I'd never heard of STEMI, which uh, adds the um, invention and entrepreneurship to it which is really great because, you know, having kind of grown up that way in my young life, not as young as you, but loving to like create things and start businesses and all that kind of stuff. I just, I enjoy it. And there's a lot of people enjoy it, but you, you kind of, it's like you, you create it and then you learn the business side later. So, and you hope it works out. And a lot of people, it doesn't work out. So the fact that you're actually paying some attention to this, I think is going to increase the success rate of business owners and people that get into this area because we all we all tend to do it a little bit backwards. It's kind of nice. At least you can do it kind of together. You know, it's kind of at the same time, which I think is fantastic. So, uh, Laura, you were talking a little bit about like uh, how this was all working to create the Ford Foundation. How that got involved? Can you go to go back? You sure. Know, so, so part of STEMI is that they their their goal is to reach um, one. How many millions of children? Ten million children a year, uh, just within the U.S. And oh, by the way, now reaching internationally pretty rapidly. So this year, uh, for 2017, 2018, it was 110,000 um, kids, and 450 uh, made it to nationals, which was held at the Henry Ford uh, Museum. The national convention is called NICE, so it's the National Invention Convention for uh, uh, Entrepreneurship Expo. NICE, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys went. So what did you guys think of that? We thought it was awesome. It was very professional. I had, I had a lot of fun. I met people from Georgia, Connecticut. There's a lot of people from Connecticut. Out of the 450, right. a third of them were from Connecticut. So did you learn things from some of your peers? Because that's kind of what conventions are all about. You kind of share knowledge. So what, what do you got, what'd you come away from that? What kind of things, a couple, one or two things that you maybe learned while you were there? How to use a Raspberry Pi to make like a health <laughs> monitor, which is really cool. And someone even you made, like made the, whoa, <laughs> someone made this uh, uh, fire hydrant. Um that uh, if a car goes in front of it, like, you know how it's illegal to park in front of a fire hydrant? Yes, it is. Very, um, very so much he so. made, a, like, a sensor for that fire hydrant so that if someone, like, stands in front of it or, like, someone parks in front of it for, like, more than two minutes, then it alerts a police station. Oh. That's really cool. So. That's great. Yeah. So, so did you go as well, Heidi? Did you get to yeah. go? So what did you think of the convention? Um, I thought it was really great. Um, um, not only did I get to see um, other people be creative and innovative, I also got to learn how to be more social because mm-hmm. I used to be very shy. But now you're shy. You're very. You're not shy now. <laughs> That's great. You're talking about it because it's something you love. That's always good. One way not to be shy is to have something you really love to do or talk about, yeah. and then it makes it a lot easier, right? Yeah. So you guys are doing something here in New Jersey, mm-hmm. which I think is amazing because um, we want to be like uh, the Silicon Valley of the East Coast is what everybody here talks about professionally, but I'm a little surprised you just we, – we don't have this presence really? Is that – case yeah we just haven't had it for i don't know ever since that was created like 35 years ago and wow we're trying to like bring it this year and mm-hmm. hopefully have even more kids in connecticut like we have a little friendly competition going on with them to try to get more than 150 this year 
Oh, that's we'll good. In the national convention. So what are you guys going to do to get more people involved? What types of things are you going to do to get more students aware of this? So we're talking to lots of schools. Um, the high school um, outreach of STEMI isn't as great, so we're trying to target high schoolers so we could bring like um, an even mixture between middle schoolers, elementary school kids, and high school kids so there could be an even distribution mm. between everyone. And um, we're targeting lots of schools, public schools, so STEMI has a, is a non-for-profit organization that provides free STEM curriculum for K through 12. And it is core and... NGSS. Approved. So um, thanks, Joe. <laughs> no problem. I'm here for you. <laughs> so um, it, it is something that the school systems can, can use, and it is a free curriculum. For so them. what's GSS? I'm sorry. I heard you heard... It's, it's a sciences. It's a sciences sort of guideline, uh, okay. education guideline, right? So to be common core aligned is really important, right? right? right. Um, and, and similarly, from a STEM perspective, you want to be aligned from a science education specifically. And, and, and But that ad, have that added element of invention plus entrepreneurship. Uh, you know, the way we look at it and, uh, as a family, it's one thing to teach how to make stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think STEM does a great job of teaching how to make stuff. But you're largely going to attract an audience that is already inclined to being a scientist, technologist, an engineer, or mathematician. Mm-hmm. You might miss out on the kids that are interested in creating something to solve a problem. And so when you look at the shift in this curriculum, when you look at the STEMI curriculum, you're starting to teach why to create something. Okay. And when you can help someone learn how to connect with their passion to find the impact that they want to make in the world. And then teach them it's possible and you don't have to be the expert in all the skills necessary, right? The collaboration and, and those kinds of elements start start making a whole lot of sense and start happening naturally. And I think that's going to be the real true genuine impact that we're all going to see as New Jersey takes on uh, Joey and Heidi's challenge here uh, to launch New Jersey's first invention convention with the STEMI curriculum. I just think that's totally amazing because one of the things all of I think all of us, including uh, business owners, have been around a long time, is that that um, outsourcing and collaboration and communication with people who do things better than you do, and finding out what you are best at and what you should spend your time at, and then allowing others to partner with them to do those other pieces that need to happen. That's that's what even large businesses have trouble with that. They're constantly reorganizing and re- trying to figure that out. So the better you get at that. I think the more successful you're going to be. So their game that they created N1 at STEMI is called Out of This World, and it actually teaches people um, innovation in a fun way that also incorporates um, collaboration, communication, and creativity. So, I mean, that just goes hand in hand with what you just said. Imagine being handed, you know, five random criteria, um, and you need to invent a brand new product or experience, brand it, pitch it, price it, get your competitors to invest in you in 90 seconds in 90 seconds yeah (laughs) welcome to out of this world (laughs) that's pretty quick the game itself is made um in the united states launch was made in new jersey um and it was something that was important to the kids so they could see it being made um just because they can do quality control they could say oh that card's wrong and actually see it but they're learning the value of of different things well, that's amazing. I can, now, you I use this for older use this for older people too, right? Because this 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 applies to everybody, I think. That's exactly right, Joey. You want to talk a little bit about the adult use? Sure. Yeah. So we do many events. We do school events. We even do corporate events. We've worked with chambers of commerce to so like uh like produce more innovation uh, and more ideas. 
and all that stuff. So we work with a lot of different types. So professional audiences, both shared as well as within companies, literally are, are, are working with Joey and Heidi and, and starting their events with the Out of This World breaker, uh, uh, brainstorm as like an icebreaker. And uh, we also found a study that NASA did where when you're five years old, you, your creativity level is at 98%, but when wow. you're adults, you only have 2%. Oh, no, we got to fix that. And yeah. with that, we're going to talk more about NASA when we come back from the break, right? And you guys are going to tell us what's going on with NASA. So these guys are, are truly are out of this world. We'll be right back. We are talking finances so you can make informed choices for a better financial future. Missed an episode? Go to 1077thebronc.com and Apple iTunes to download and listen to previous shows. Just look up Master Your Finances. Now back to Master Your Finances with Kurt Baker, a certified financial planner professional with certified wealth management and investment. Exclusively on 1077thebronc and 1077thebronc.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Master Your Finances. I'm Kurt Baker, certified financial planner professional here with the Hudica family. Uh, uh, Joey, Heidi. Laura and Joe, and we've been like doing all kinds of fun things and learning, and we're getting better and better at learning. And now New Jersey is bringing in the uh, STEMI. You guys are like entrepreneurs on that. And before the break, Heidi told us that a little bit about NASA, but there's actually more about NASA. So what's going on over at NASA now? So they're actually partnering with us to um, bring our game out of this world to as many kids as possible to help like increase innovation in the younger generation, right? So um, it all started with our game launch, right? So we were uh, we ha- we put on an event with um, the Huntington Chamber of Commerce and the YMCA, and we had all these different political re- leaders, like all the leaders in uh, New Jersey, come up to speak. Mm-hmm. And after the event, everyone thought it was great. They thought it was awesome. So um, one of them actually came up to us and said, "Hey, I know someone who works in I believe it's the Strategic Partnership um, Division of NASA, right?" And he's like, I want to introduce you to them, to him. And uh, literally five days later, my, me and my family, we took a road trip down to the Goddard Space Center to meet with, uh, I think his name's Daryl Mitchell, right? And um, what turned what was supposed to be a, a, a one-hour interview or a two-hour interview about our games turned into a four-hour experience where we got to tour around NASA. And he was like, this game is so awesome, talking about out of this world, that he wants, like I was saying before, that he wants to bring it to as many middle schoolers and work into his program, OpSpark. So what things about that? Well, that's great. So one thing you just taught us is networking is important, right? Mm-hmm. Getting out there mm-hmm. and uh, when preparedness meeting opportunity, right? So you were prepared and you found the opportunity and you took advantage of it. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So when you had your meeting, you were all ready to go. So can you tell us a little bit about what the game does and why NASA found that so interesting? Sure. So what the game is, is uh, imagine creating an idea, right? Based off of five random variables. Seems really easy, right? So one tell two of them tell you who and where your idea is gonna like who and where your idea is gonna help, right? So like let's just say people underwater, and the the other three are homophones um, that you have to incorporate into your idea. So I, I believe it's homophones. I'm not that good in English. Okay. Homophones. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She'll help you out over here. She'll help you. See, that's partnering, right? Absolutely. Everybody has their specialty. Collaboration. Collaboration, absolutely. So you have to incorporate those into your idea. Now, the great thing about homophones is that there are two different meanings to one word, so like baseball bat and a flying bat, right? Mm -hmm. So it gives uh, more uh, options to the person creating the idea, right? So um, now you have to do it in 90 seconds. and then 90 seconds? Yeah, you have to come up with that idea, collaborate with, you could collaborate with the rest of the members of the game, right? 
And uh, once you create that idea, the next 90 seconds is flipped over where you pitch it, price it, and sell it to those same competitors, which is pretty fun. Now, our money's in billions because we're partnered with NASA and everything's all <laughs> space-themed, hence the name Out of This World because we're also partnered with NASA. Before, it was actually named the World Changer Challenge, and um, it, the board itself looked like a football field. Mm-hmm. But um, after our meeting with NASA, um, Daryl said to us, um, if we if we're working if we're working with you, let's try to make it more space themed. Right. So it like fits with our um, our theme of being a space organization, right? So yeah. So what's the theme now? Space. Okay, so space. So uh, well, I mean, space has space. Yeah. Has more than just space in it, right? So I assume. Yeah, so, the, <laughs> so how like the the journey? Well, like the the background of what the game is about mm-hmm. is you're on a space uh, ship. Okay. Trying to go to the, the next strange rock, right? Okay. And um, you're you only have a selective, uh, you only have a couple bits of stuff you could bring with you on spaceship mm-hmm. because there's not enough room to bring everything. Right. Yeah, that's definitely true in space. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you have to like, so you're you're traveling from rock to rock, planet to planet, and you have to pitch to these aliens, these aliens. Pitching to the aliens, I love this. That your idea is actually <laughs> worth buying, right? And. It's a lot more innovative. They have different right? currencies no matter where it would be. No, no, it's all in billions of dollars. Okay. Out of this world cash. <laughs> so this, it's the galactical currency now, not just the international currency, mm-hmm. the dollar now. So, okay, so it's still hanging in there a little bit. We, we would love to see some of those billions on the um, on the spaceship when they go up the next time. And so maybe just leave it up there and frame it and take a picture of it for us to see the money there. Uh, Imagine when it gets played on the space station. How cool is that going to be? Rockets flying everywhere. <laughs> Oh, that's Literally, that's because our ponds are actually rockets. They're injection molded rockets. Okay. Yeah. Funny story with that. Originally, they were three D printed rockets. Okay. But what we found is that it takes an hour and thirty minutes to print four of them, and even though that we have a lot of maker spaces and libraries to help us out, like printing them, it just takes a lot of time. Right. And if we're mass producing these games, we can't. Um, we need a faster way. So that's where injection molding came in, and um, we found a great company in New Jersey who did it. Uh, but before they were 3D printed or injected molded, they were quarters because that's always important <laughs> to start somewhere. <laughs> and I'd just like to add one more important point there. You know, um, there's a there's an amazing organization um, that's called the NJMEP, the New Jersey Manufacturing Extension Program. Um, you know, when you look at the journey as Joey and Heidi have been explaining it to you um, today, right? There's been there's been really key relationships that they've been able to find as a result of just getting out there and sharing their ideas and experiences with people. And in each of those bring greater introductions. Well, the New Jersey Manufacturing Extension Program literally single handedly stepped up to help Joey and Heidi answer that challenge they had of how do we make the games here? We want to see the games get made. We don't want it to just show up in a box, right? I love this. And and it's Great. it's 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 literally it's John Kennedy and and Lenore DeSantis and the leaders of of the New Jersey Manufacturing Extension Program that sat down with Joey and Heidi, introduced them to several organizations, Inman Molding in particular, um, you know, uh, that that stood up and helped Joey and Heidi solve that time problem of how do you produce the rockets faster. And taught them how to switch from the prototyping technology of 3D printing mm-hmm. to the injection molding process, and then help them make it happen. Like that kind of learning, you sure you could probably pick it up from textbook, but having an idea that you really want to see come to life 
uh, creates a whole different level of experiential learning. And that's what we aim to see happen statewide with the New Jersey Invention Convention next. Mm -hmm. so that's great. So you're so it's actually being produced right here in New Jersey. Sometimes people forget we actually do produce stuff here because <laughs> everybody thinks everything's going every somewhere else, right? Overseas, down south, wherever, right? But we actually do make stuff here, mm-hmm. and they and they help to keep the they're keeping the business here too, right? So now they're getting a young entrepreneur family to do their work right here in New Jersey, and of course now you don't have to ship it as far because people are going to buy stuff here too, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can buy this on our website, fizzylabs.com, F-I-Z-Z-E-E labs.com, double Z double E. That's how I remember it. Okay. And um, you can buy it there. It's only fifty-five dollars, which is really cheap for education games. They're crazy nowadays. It's crazy, mm. but um. For launch, it's also on our website, $75. Um, but with that, you also get the I Act, which is our Young Entrepreneur's Dictionary. It has all the words that me and my sister uh, came across during our entrepreneurial adventure. And um, it's written by kids for kids. I actually spent a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks. I'm kind of uh, putting it off. But uh, I spent like two weeks on it and just mm-hmm. to get back to what I was talking about. And um, my sister edited everything. And Make sure um, kids my age would understand. Yeah, it. that's the good part about that's it. That's just great because you get two, because like, you guys are five years apart, so you got different perspectives mm-hmm. from an age standpoint yeah. too. Good that's fantastic. Sister relationship. Yeah. And frankly, I learned a lot more about business than I actually understood. It turned out by the time I got to read their take on these words too. Well, that's good. that's pretty good considering you have an MBA. You're learning from your kids because they have real life experience, right? I, I'm proud enough to admit it. That, well, that's, <laughs> but that's true. I mean, that's so true because you got to you got to match the schooling, which is important, with the real life experience and the on you know, kind of the on the job training, um, which is really really important. I mean, and more and more schools are finding that out. You got to put people out into the real world because that's where you start really kind of this all starts to gel, right, as to what it's really supposed to be. Well, and how awesome is it, guys, that we're doing this interview right now, where, but at the radio station of Ryder University, who has stepped up, right, to be your lead strategic partner in providing the venue for New Jersey's first invention convention, too. Mm -hmm, Which will be on Saturday, March 16th of 2019, which is going to be really fun. There's going to be a lot of people here, so hopefully any kids listening, if there's any, try to bring it to your schools, and we hope to see you there. Yep. Or, or email us, um, Joey, you know, our email address, email us, and we can definitely talk to somebody in your school, too. So, Joey, tell them our email. All right. So, um, it's either Joe, Laura, Heidi, or Joey at BusyLabs.com, F-I-Z-Z-E-E-Z-E-E. If you want to hit us all at one time, it's just innovate at BusyLabs.com. We'll make it even easier for you. I'm more complicated. All right, but, you, but we're here, and we're and not only are we ready to provide that free curriculum, we're going to be here to help train and mentor every step of the way. If you're ready to help the children in your community spark their creativity through STEMI, you're not alone. We're going to be here to help. We can't wait to see you as part of the first ever invention convention. Absolutely fantastic! You guys have been a wonderful family. I just love everything you guys are doing. You're working as a family. Family works together, have fun together. What more could you ask for, right? So, again, uh, thanks for everybody for coming. We talked about a lot of things today, and uh, so we appreciate it very much. And now you are you started off with a, an idea when you are very young, and now you're working with NASA, and you're yeah. literally in outer space. You've gone all the way down the road, and just keep it up and keep going and uh, keep up the great work, and we love the fact that you enjoy what you're doing. You've been listening to Master Your Finances, um, and you can reach us at uh, 609-716-4700 or www.cwmi.us. Our Facebook page 
is facebook.com forward slash master your finances. You can listen to this podcast as well as all of our podcasts at masteryourfinances.us. Together, we can master your finances so you can enjoy financial peace of mind. The financial views and information provided by Master Your Finances and its guests are intended for general informational purposes only. The material discussed is not designed to provide listeners with individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. Always consult your financial planner for professional advice. You've been listening to Master Your Finances with Kurt Baker, a certified financial planner professional with certified wealth management and investment, exclusively on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Tune in every Sunday morning at 9 to learn everything you need to know about personal and small business financial planning, including investing, estate planning, insurance, employee benefits, 401k, 43B plans, retirement planning, and more. Missed an episode? Go to 1077 The Bronx to download and listen to previous shows. Master Your Finances is underwritten by Certified Wealth Management and Investment, focusing on personal financial and small business planning. For more information about all of Certified Wealth Management and Investment services online, it's cwmi.us. Be sure to listen every Sunday at 9 to Master Your Finances exclusively on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com.